What's up, everybody? Welcome to DJ and Dad's podcast. Today, we are doing a slightly different format. We hope that you love it. And we also have a very special guest that I'll introduce in just a minute. The main topic of today's show is going to be talking about recursive ordinals and something very interesting that could honestly change a lot. And I'm not just saying that to bait you into watching this episode. Like, just watch throughout the episode of how crazy that this is going to be for blockchain technology and decentralization and just digital goods. It's going to be mind-blowing. So I'm super excited for the conversation that we're going to have today and, of course, our special guest. So what's up, Brock? You've been on the channel many of times. You are definitely a familiar face. How's it going awesome. today? Uh, it's about to storm, so hopefully uh, that doesn't happen. And you, It just sounds like a thunderstorm this whole whole podcast, but thanks for having me. Oh, it's all good, man. It will it'll add some it'll, effects to yeah, the episode for sure. If things get dry, instead of us having to play background music, we can just rely on your storm. And you know what? Even if lightning hits your house, you will probably have better internet connection than me. So at, at least true. you still have that. True facts. What's up, Kyle? How's it going for you, man? Hey, it's going good. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, it's That's going my good. Over, intro. Over I know we got a. Week. I know we got a banger of an episode, so I don't want to distract we already know who i am so let's kick it off baby we know that you're a father and i will do an icebreaker for myself icebreaker uh i got my pudgy penguin plushes in this week my daughters love them i got my little positive penguin right here it says keep going um and i got like, a couple of different signs and shout out to fiches this isn't officially fiches but it's oh, got nice. fish on it well thank you so uh, represent you know it says, <laughs> you've got this uh my daughter's had two options, and obviously, like my two and a half year old, she's the older one. Uh, she wanted to be the one to really pick which one. And uh, one of the one of the plushes has like a hat, uh, a fishing hat with like two fish on it, and she like had to have that one because it had the fish on it. And the we other love one, the fish, well, the other one, was superhero. So. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Brock. He's a uh, he's a founder of uh, the fishes and uh, awesome NFT project constantly doing airdrops and innovation for the space so definitely check that out so today we're going to be talking about recursive ordinals this is a very newfound i guess you would want to say tech uh basically where so you have ordinals which are inscriptions on satoshis on bitcoin and where uh, for the last few months we've kind of been using them for like nft style projects like art uh, a lot of art type stuff some generative projects and stuff like that well basically and I'm not the developer side of things. Uh, Brock definitely is, and Kyle has a lot more experience in that side. But basically, they found a way to essentially build inside of these inscriptions, uh, even to the point where you can add code to them, which opens up like a new array of possibilities. And they're calling this recursive ordinals. Um, Brock, do you want to say that? Explain that kind of more in a, in a techie way than probably what I, I just said. I don't know said. about a techie way, but the, the best way that I, w- I would think of it is like uh, because of these new kind of enhancements uh, called ordinals, and you can learn more. That it's it's there's tons of resources out there, um, but think of it as every single satoshi, so every single penny of of, of a Bitcoin uh, is now a slot that you can store something inside of. Um, and I think there's a file size limitation, um, but you could put images was like the first go. And so we've got these like digital artifacts or similar to an NFT, but everything's stored on chain. It's actually stored inside of that Satoshi. Uh, and then there's viewers and everything. So it, it's a very kind of a brave new world because uh, we're still building tools and explorers to make it easier to kind of like consume and look at this content. But the, the, the magic kind of switched, so to, so to speak, is we've gone from images to it can now store files. And those files, because I can store, say, like a library or something in a Satoshi, I can now take a website that then uses that Satoshi's data 
in my website. And so you can start to do like ordinals all the way down kind of thing. So it unlocks this huge file storage. And I think what we're going to get into in a little bit is it could actually unlock a brand new kind of internet. And I know that sounds like super hypey, but just we'll, we'll get into it, I think. Okay, man. Well, it could, this could be interesting too for like censorship proof like material. You know, we uh, fortunate enough we most of us I think live in the U.S. or hopefully in a a good place, but not everybody does. You know, and that's the the truth of things. And so I could see like a, a use case where you know you might have maybe not the best government in your country, and that could be something where maybe people want to look up some news and they're not able to because, you know, somebody might be blocking that. So I could see some pretty interesting use cases coming out of it where it could be beneficial for society as a whole. So super excited uh, for the future of ordinals and, and incursive, uh, recursive uh, yeah. inscriptions. Okay, man. You know, and we're like, we're like the first weekend and I feel like just like having this conversation is like kind of scratching the surface of like possibilities. Um, uh, that, that are going to be able to do with this. And I guess we'll just like go ahead and like rip the bandaid off of like one of the possibilities that like I know Brock, you came came out swinging with. Um, and I saw a couple of people, you know, I tagged you in that post yesterday talking about uh, being able to upload, essentially input uh, Ethereum smart contracts into a Bitcoin ordinal. Yeah. You want to talk yeah, about so that? I think um, the, the knee jerk reaction is, oh my gosh, I can put HTML in this, which HTML, for those of you that maybe don't know, is kind of like the building blocks of the internet. Um, there's primarily three main things that your browser can interpret, and that's HTML, JavaScript, CSS, and of course, like images and media and things like that. But those, that's like the code, right? And so in theory, what people are doing now, and this is kind of the, the one step, is uh, take my HTML, take my CSS, and take my JavaScript, upload each one of those things as, uh, so your CSS and your JavaScript, upload those as ordinals first and inscribe those, uh, and then use a website that embeds those ordinals into your website. And now you've got a website living off of a Satoshi. The problem is, and, and unless we get into some kind of like reinscription process, is it's, it's static, right? Like it's, it, how do I update my, my website? And so, you know, I, I think building upon this ecosystem of decentralization, if you look onto the Ethereum side, through smart contracts, you can actually build, and I, I might show some code, and if we, if we want to get into it, I want to go like, hey, hey, kids, let's walk through some code. Happy to do so, but I, bu I built a quick prototype of what that might look like of, um, you know, you can deploy a smart contract that basically is like a registration um, for HTML or CSS or JavaScript, and then you can kind of add those records in, remove them, and then have your actual um, Bitcoin Satoshi in uh, calling out to the Ethereum network to that smart contract, getting the data and then rent using that to render your page. So then you get actually, uh, instead of like immutability, you get on an unstoppable website is what, I, what I'm kind of coining it, where yeah. all your files and everything lives on Bitcoin, all of the organization or the orchestrating of what files and, and what kind of embeds go in when and where uh, live on the smart contract that only you can update or making it taking it further you could make it to where you can improve certain using all the power of, of smart contracts you could say these three people have access to update the website or, or what have you um, so then it, it turns into this new way of of web development um, and then from there i think you're going to start to see ordinal browsers and, and things like that where this just becomes its own thing and using the same bitcoin 
a smart contract kind of marriage and working in harmony, um, you, you could see the next Google emerge. That's like, how do we discover ordinal websites? And that can be built and you could build a back end that is the same thing instead of rendering it in a viewing state. It's actually just rendering like, here's all my libraries and here's this and I want to drag and drop them. And then that, that behind the scenes makes it easy to, to update the smart contract. So yeah, it, it's going to get really wild really fast. But I think the marriage of the two kind of unlocks a lot of things, um, leaving only very little out that we already have from the web. And it, and then it all lives, I guess, the crazy, like, why would you do this? It sounds overly complicated. One, I think, like the like the censorship that we talked about, is it could be huge. Um, beyond that, though, file storage and, and hosting, right? Like, if you inscribe this website once, um, that's your hosting fee forever. And, and then the smart contract, like the gas to update your website, should be should be very lean and small. Um, because you're not doing these huge like mints or anything like that. All you're doing is just updating data and reading data. <clears throat> so your website actually, like all those hosting costs, there's people that send, spend thousands and thousands of dollars hosting a website. It's now living off blockchain. And it's, I, I saw someone deploy a website yesterday for $6. And that, then the fees were high then, right? Wow. So um, that's, there's some people yeah. that are paying for small, small, small servers and, and what have you for, um, you know, $6 a month. So you're turning a, a monthly cost to a forever one-time payment. Uh, it opens a lot of doors and makes things accessible where, you know, maybe somebody wants to build a website or build a business and they they can't afford the hosting costs because they don't know if they're going to make enough income in the beginning, uh, especially if you're outside of the U.S. where money just works differently. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Um, this now kind of makes that more accessible where you can do a one-time deploy and now you've got a business yeah. that's out, out there forever and you don't have to worry about, am I going to make the $6 for next month or if the scale's can I afford the 500 or whatever it ends up being? So it, it opens a lot of doors and makes things. Um, go ahead. So let's yeah. recap that though. It's like the accessibility, um, the financial problem, which, you know, there's so many currencies in the world. Um, so ex another way, so not only technically accessible, but uh, financially accessible because a lot of people use Bitcoin around the world. And then you have the hosting, the Bitcoin network, which is up 24-7, the mother chain of the genesis of, you know, blockchain. And so it's, you know, interesting in all those regards and censorship. So there's a lot of big points you're talking about, Brock. So I just wanted to, like, reset the room here and, like, man, those things, like, you know, make your mind really explode and have that aha moment. So I just wanted to, uh, you know. Yeah. hit on that no, those points you ran away with me so uh, happy to happy to have you summarize the the, the stream of of consciousness yeah no uh, yeah it, it is mind-blowing and it's, it's honestly i'm still grasping the concept but like to promote that concept it's easy for me to explain to others like i explained to my wife like imagine because like i pay like 25 dollars a month for like to use mm -hmm. shopify and like their their servers and then she pays for like several photography. She pays for studio nin like several photography, like uh, just to be able to host like her pages. Um, so being able just to have a one-time fee for that and have that just so permanent and not being able to be taken away from her if the if the person who has a server like were to like you know not do it anymore or whatever, like she wouldn't be like stranded. Um, so like she gets that, and it's like so much cheaper and more accessible. So and then to think that like people like we are going to see the next like google and things like that that are like on de the decentralized web like i don't know that, that's kind of mind-blowing yeah. to me like if all this like continues at the pace that it's going like this really could affect everyone to some degree like or at least it will be exposed to like almost everyone to like some degree and it's like right now there's like literally like 
I mean, I can't put an exact number on it, but the people that even like understand that, like what's happening, like is compared to everyone is like so yeah, minute. Bitcoin wallets, <laughs> like, I think it's like 1% of the world is, is that. And so like, Bitcoin's the biggest, you're at like 1% of the world, right? So it is very, very small. And of that is a smaller set of people doing ordinal stuff. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, so it's less than 1% of that. Like the, yeah, I would say le- less than 1% of that is like understands mm-hmm. ordinals or cares about ordinals. And then less than 1% of that would understand recursive ordinals already the first weekend. What we're uh, talking about is like the precipice of like, you know, the advancement of blockchain, like the really the advancement of society as a whole. You know, when you talk about decentralization and ownership and things like that, it's like literally at the very, very peak of um, tech advancement, in my opinion. So um, we're, we're here early. I mean, what Brock prototyped, like there's not many other people you can literally, you can't even count on a hand how many people have actually done this. So to be here and just to be sitting talking about it is like literally like at the beginning, like the, the Genesis days of this type of yeah. stuff. So, um, truly mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it is a double-edged sword though. So I think like just as much as we're making unstoppable domains, some things you might want to stop. Like if it's something that's like kind of a crime against humanity or something like that. Um, but I think that, that yeah. those kinds of things are going to find their place anyway, unfortunately. Um, I think the benefits outweigh hopefully the, the, the bad. Um, and I would, I would love it if there was some country where there was kind of some regime that was like very, very, very harsh or, or punishing the people and the truth is kind of being suppressed, uh, being able to have someone deploy something from an anonymous wallet add three three other wallets and have them actually to like kind of report live and have the satoshi be like an unstoppable source of truth from someone's perspective uh and sharing that with the world and have that get amplified to to hopefully make things right um those are those are the things that i think or i hope that it gets used for um but again you're saying it's like a one percent could even come up with this or whatever like uh cool big up in me but at the same time i think it's i saw the one step and i just went four steps further right like this is going this was going to happen no matter what i just had a shallow thought that of like of, of doing this and so yeah uh I, I think that it's it's already practical today like you could already do it today um but there are some um sh- shortcuts i think so like if you were going to try to embed an ordinal a lot of the examples right now are using like org.io uh, which n- no no shame to them but if that ever went down then all these things die right so we need to get to the, the next step of where it's actually like the website itself is checking the on-chain data within itself or using an or using an ordinal, I guess, to get that uh, to, to to do it. So there's there's some things that like for fully unstoppable, we're we're not quite there yet with with even this prototype that I whipped up really quickly. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be there. Like this is going to be the thing, and someone might stand up like a a new service that's hey, you're an artist or someone that's not technical, log in here, make it drag and drop like you do with normal websites. But now you hit deploy, it deploys, it hits a smart contract, and now you're 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 in business and you're logging into like a very web two feeling thing that is completely decentralized and unstoppable. Right. You think of like the Wixes or you know, if you go even before Wix, there's Weebly and like or all my, these like all the way back to my builders. People just... were like do, doing hand like I think a lot of people in my generation like learned to hand code almost because of MySpace being able to customize. Like this is in a way the new MySpace uh where people are gonna be able to dabble. Yeah, people are gonna be able to dabble in uh in this and in a way it's it's exciting. It's taking you back to like the early days of the of the web as we know it, um, with this new decentralized thing. And there's gonna be some friction. Like the the technology to do it exists. That doesn't mean it's easy. Like the ordinal stuff, I've, I've talked to even people that are pretty technical and savvy on like the Ethereum side and their eyes glaze over with getting into this. But there's some great folks out there that are pushing this forward because they see the path and, and it's going to get easier. So right now it's it's very cumbersome and difficult, 
but I, I see very rapidly it's a it's a click here to connect your wallet pay the fee to deploy and to inscribe and and then maybe a fee because the, the convenience to the to the company that built that um and then you're then you're in business though it's still a one-off fee to to be going with your website and then you can just log in whenever and, and update it yeah i uh so i was really using ethereum mainly for over a year uh, so after the ordinals started kind of going off, you know, I kind of got into that field. And it, as far as like the tech side goes, it did feel like a couple steps backwards having, well, one, just even transactions on Bitcoin, you know, like I might take me 45 minutes from the time of purchase to actually receiving my, my ordinal. Um, but also just like everything just, it, it's kind of hard to explain. Everything just felt like a couple steps backwards. Like they're, I think they were even getting like flack for it, like about just everything being on spreadsheets again. Um, and like the way that things are distributed and like, I mean, obviously the lack of contracts and everything like that. Um, I, I got totally, it, it, it does feel like we are moving back, but just to be able to take wider steps forward, uh, with this. And so I think the idea of being able to use, um, Ethereum contracts inside of Satoshi. I, I don't know. That's like a really mind blowing idea because in my head, you know, and I'm not as OG as either one of you guys. I mean, I know Kyle said he's been in Bitcoin since before it was created. Yeah. Brock, I, you've, I know you've been here for for a long time as well. I, mean, I was, you know? I was early, but I bought uh, Bitcoin but, at like thirty bucks. With that, was like still a whole story. There was still I, like yeah. people that bought it at two that I know of, right? That that were that so. It's, yeah. it, I think we're still, it's the meme of we're still early, but like this literally just happened like a couple of days ago for, for this, but it's, that is the unlock for so many new things to come. And, and there's going to be more things that unlock beyond that. But I, I saw, I think one of you guys surfaced like, Hey, here's like smart contracts on Bitcoin. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, uh, I don't know if I fully agree. And the funny thing is, it's just like, why not use Ethereum contracts on Bitcoin and have the two yeah. actually like work okay. in harmony? Uh, there's so much like people that like, I'm a maxi here, I'm a maxi there. It's like, when they work together though, it's this like sweet harmony of like, we now have unstoppable websites. And, and I'm sure there's another network that you like ZK rollups, right? Like the, or the ZK mm -hmm. uh, theory or the EVMs that that's coming out. Like that's going to be mind blowing what that opens up. And then you combine that with this. And so as far as speed and all the other things, like very much, I think that there's, there's going to be things that just kind of, it all starts to work together. And I think that's been the, the corner that we've been waiting as a, as an industry to turn as like a crypto industry or blockchain industry mm -hmm. to turn to where it's like, Oh wait, you know, it, this doesn't have to die for this to win. They, they can all kind of win and have their place. Yeah. And um, yeah. Exactly. It's like a testament to really to uh, obviously Bitcoin and Ethereum to the most decentralized blockchains and taking the good, the, the best really from both and combining them into the two. So it's like peanut butter and jelly, so to speak, uh, of what's going on and, and what we'll see. I mean, like you said, we're just at the beginning and it's going to be interesting to see how people use this, build applications um, and all that, like on, you know, using Bitcoin and Ethereum networks to build for the greater cause of society. You know, I think that's really cool um, what's happening here. Yeah, we so we talked about um, like obviously like building websites. And I do want to look at like sure. what you have on your, on the sharing in a bit. Um, but like you can also like just for fun, like you can build mm -hmm. games now inside of Satoshi's. Yeah, like, that's pretty someone... crazy. And I would, I would assume we could kind of apply the same theory that we're talking about to games, like being able to upgrade games via yeah, Ethereum I... smart contracts. And it even makes me think, again, I'm not the tech guy here, but 
um it even makes me think like would you also be able to have like a layer two inside of that i I don't know like be able to interact with a layer layer two inside of that ethereum inside of that satoshi for like cheaper to like have the have the uh, permanence and decentralization of bitcoin have the contracts of ethereum and then have the gap the cheap fees of like this layer two like i don't know if that that yeah, cost or, or like i mean so uh, not trying to shill I don't, I don't buy a fiche if you don't want to but in my project we use like i use like four different blockchains right so for the airdrops it would be not practical for me to airdrop the seventy-five thousand airdrops that i've done actual number um on ethereum right so I, I use polygon for that um but they still have utility and all of those other things that i'm able to do but it also works alongside the fiche that they have that are on ethereum and so like i do the heavy lifting for the technical side to make those all work but just as this, this that i'm saying like oh you could do this on ethereum you could do the same on polygon if you need the cost savings of the gas um, but there are trade-offs there as far as like some people don't want to mess with a, a layer two yet i think eventually it it all becomes in the background and you don't you won't know what you're dealing with and it'll be the right solution for the right job um so i wouldn't want to poo poo on anyone's kind of idea um but yeah i think you could use a layer two or 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 many other things to make this work together but you know right now it's html website very simple what i'm describing is a dynamic like a, a the way to update something that should be immutable um but do it in a way that's still all on chain but then you're going to see the people that take this and and make applications where like the next, like I said, Google or, or email is running off a single Satoshi and it's just running off the, all of these background smart contracts. And it's, you know, you log in and only you can see it because you're the, the person that kind of sp- sped up this this uh, thing. And you could, this could revolutionize tons of things in, in, a, in a decentralized way. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what, where it goes. Um, but right now, very cumbersome. And it's going to, if when we get to like the code thing, I'm going to try and like not dumb it down, but just make it relatable. Um, but, but at the yeah. same time, someone's going to take this idea and push it even further to where it becomes just a turnkey service that wraps around all of this technology. So uh, even if this, like your eyes roll back in your head and you're like, I don't understand this, like it's okay because we're built, like the devs are pushing it forward, but eventually designers are gonna come in, product people are gonna come in and and just make this more palatable for, for everybody. I'll try to yeah help guide people through. Um, yeah, I mean, being on calls with you and and really trying to mess with code myself the the past few days makes me realize how advanced developers like you and people out there are. I mean, it's actually really incredible. You know, I've been trying to mess with the VS Code and code up and do all this other stuff, and it's it's difficult to learn at first, but it's exciting at the same time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you're sure. ready to screen share too, I'd love to. to see. I, I do want to say I think when we actually upload this i'm not too sure the viewers are going to be able to see no. it um so i'm gonna just try to explain what we so see a little picture bit an ocean. Um, no, I, I'm not, <laughs> I might be able to put it up there i guess we'll see yeah and we this is there. a quick prototype that uh, i just like tag teamed with chat gpt just did it in like 10 minutes um so this shows the concept sure. like there's going to be some stuff that uh, this is not a perfect example. Uh, if I wanted to take it further, then I'd put it out on like GitHub or whatever. But this is just a quick thing. Hopefully, I, I do want to say that uh, ordinals kind of seemed overwhelming for me at first because before there was developers that made easier functionality for it. Uh, you know, in order to inscribe one of those first or like a uh, really ten thousand ordinals, you needed to be running a mm-hmm. Bitcoin node. And you needed to kind of go through a process to inscribe. So it wasn't like you could just do what you can do now and just go through a something that's already built for you, upload the file that you want to create, you want to inscribe into a Satoshi, and then you're ready to roll. You actually like had to go through like somewhat of a process. So like a lot of things do seem 
like, well, how's that going to be adopted? Because that's like way too technical. And the only people like Brock are going to be able, and maybe the Kyles are going to be able to like do that. But once developers kind of get a hold of it and like creative people get a hold of it, like it, it becomes a lot easier for the Chris's. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think even there's people that are outside of your knowledge, right? Like my mom, I couldn't call her up and say, Hey, can you make this ordinal or like inscribe this ordinal for me? She would, her, she would just hang up the phone on me. Right. And so I, I think that it's, <laughs> well, there's a long, long ways to go before this is like mass adoption. But I, I do think that this is a path and if we keep pushing on it, it can be something really special. So, um, yeah, just real quick. This is just a VS Code window. Um, I've got a contracts folder here that I'll walk through in just a sec. And then this is the or, what I'm calling ordinals, but um, these are just like website files that you would typically use um, that I, I, they will need to be inscribed as ordinals, right? So um, we'll get into this. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna start on the uh, Ethereum side. So right now, anybody that's listening at home, if you can't see this, there's gonna be like Bitcoin land on one side and Ethereum side uh, on the other side. So right now we're gonna jump over to the Ethereum side. So the first thing, I'm recording. Perfect. I'll send this over to Chris. So, so the first we'll thing that we want to, and I'm not going to walk line by line either. The first thing that we'd want to do is deploy just like a proxy contract. Um, this is pretty standard. What this is, is basically saying, I want to reserve an address that I can use, but I might need to change my address, like all my contract behind. So this contract is a contract that just points to another contract and I can update what contract that looks. So common practice, like an upgradable smart contract, if you will. Um, so I think that's a good kind of like one foot fence that you should start with. Um, not, a, not a requirement, but should you ever need to update your website, this is a kind of a, a future proofing, if you will. Um, so here it basically just says, hey, um, here's where the contract I want to point. So when I initialize this, it'll point to another contract um, and it checks that I'm the owner so that nobody else can come in and change this out from underneath me. Um, but I do have a change owner in there. So say I build this awesome web service uh, and I wanna sell it to somebody later on, I can change them to the owner so then they can change and upgrade and stuff. Um, but yeah, all this does is basically just say, hey, I'm a contract, but I point to this other contract. Pretty pretty straightforward. Mm. Uh, unless you don't know Solidity, then you're probably like, that's, that's text. Um, but hopefully that, that the concept that I described, it makes sense. The next yeah. thing, and again, this can be done a lot of different ways, but the way that I envisioned it is everything's a resource, right? So it could be a style sheet resource, a JavaScript resource. It could be HTML blocks on the page. And so you could just say, here's my header, here's my body, here's my footer. Like these are just blocks and you just add them and you can pick an order. So the order that, in which they would be called or loaded on the screen and based on the type. Um, so I've got here type of CSS, JavaScript content, based on those things um is is how we'll render and i'll show you how like how that magic works on the html side in just a second um, but this is basically just finding what they are making it an array uh, and then i can just add them so i can add new ones right here so add a new resource that's me just saying here's the thing that i want you to and so it's either an ordinal address or an html block what type it is and then um, a page url which, which I think that the next step is going to be like navigating within ordinals, different pages. And so you could load different content based on which page you're on. Mm -hmm. um, and you can make it to where it just jumps to another ordinal. Like that's the simple way. But I, I also think that you could do like self-contained single page applications or whatever. Um, and then finally, just the resource type. Um, so that's adding, then you can delete them. So if something like I don't need that anymore, or I'm removing the old CSS and I'm adding in my new style, what have you, you can do that. Um, this one, again, isn't mandatory unless you're going to um, break down a website into different pages where it just sorts by give me just the stuff that is just this page. And you could even do that where you get everything and sort it on your website side, but whatever you want to do. Uh, and then finally, get all the resources. So this is kind of like the, the secret sauce is 
everything that I've registered, just give it to me when I load the page. So I'll just call that function from my website. It gives me all the things that I've registered and then it loads them into the page and injects them into the page to load. So this is like the dynamic side. Sorry if I've gone really deep into the technical side. Any questions before we jump back to the Bitcoin side? This is why kids need to get in school and learn code. Well, again, Chat or GPT, GPT wrote, because Chat GPT honestly... wrote this with my help. Uh, hey, I want this, 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 this. Nope, that's and so I think learning how to code is is will help you because ChatGPT will just straight up lie to you. Um, but it wrote this like eighty percent, and then I finessed it and made sure it did what I wanted. Um, and so, working hand in hand with AI, uh, ChatGPT like it turns me into like a three or four x developer. Um, so it's not going to be a magic genie, but if you know enough code, it can really help you get started at least. And then you can get into like the, the nitty gritty and the details. Yeah, it's kind of like akin to articles. Like if you're writing an article, it might say some goofy stuff in there that you might have to go back, make it feel more human like. So that's that's kind of what um, some of the use cases I use for for ChatGPT. So yeah, uh, learn to, learning to code, I think, uh, much like a foreign language, it will help you if, if that's the area that you're going to dabble. But um, I don't think you're out if you if you don't learn to code either. Um, but cool. Uh, so that's the Ethereum side. Now on the, um, I put some instructions up here, but I'm, I'm going to just paraphrase them. Um, basically, the website here, this HTML code is one single div. And so I wanted to be very, very lean. And so all I need is basically like a box to put the website inside of. Um, and so the next thing is I'm using something called Ethers.js. That's a library that uses JavaScript that can connect and talk to uh, the Ethereum network. And that would be an ordinal that I would upload. And then I would swap this reference for the reference to the ordinal. Um, so that's, again, ordinals all the way down. Thinking Bitcoin really like is your file storage. Ethereum is like knowing what to kind of orchestrate to load the page. Um, beyond that, I would just inject whatever that proxy, once I deployed that Ethereum contract, whatever that proxy um, address is for the contract, I would replace that here. I would load in the ABI file. ABI file is basically just like uh, telling the code what functions it can call. Um, that gets generated when you deploy the contract, so, or you can generate, I guess. So just to like for people that have no idea right. like what's going on here, so ordinals kind of like the soul, kind of to use like a that reference is like kind of the soul, and then like around the soul is like your body that like. Or something like that, right? Like I don't know. Is there yeah, a good way the to describe way like that? This, uh, the house metaphor, right? So this, this, these ordinals, um, or a website. This one is going to be the bones, but it's the bones with like your spinal column in it, where it it, it can kick off stuff to the brain of Ethereum, and it can interact with your body. It can control the rest of it. Um, so this is the skeleton, uh, and it's very very small. It's just bones, um, but when combined with the brain, now you can start to move. And then taking it further, the the JavaScript is like the plumbing of a house. Um, and then the style sheet is like the, the skin or the outer looking kind of stuff. So when all of them work together, you've got a working website that can do things and looks a certain way. Um, so this is like kind of the, the hardest to wrap your, your head around part, but it's just a small, very, very lean website that just has, has a box in it. And then a little bit of JavaScript that says, hey, let me talk to Ethereum at this contract address. And then once it does that, there's one simple function that just says, give me everything. And while it loops through all of those things, it checks to see, is it a style sheet? Is it a JavaScript piece? Is it content? And load them in the order in which we stored them. Um, and then that's it. And, and so it says, give me everything from Ethereum. Ethereum gives me all of those ordinal addresses. And then I'm able to include them how I need to. And then ta-da, website. Uh, and this is just 
if it's the style sheet, do this. If it's there's a, a little ding right after, right uh, after yeah, that. I have a, I have a, I have somebody, somebody in the audience had a light bulb yeah. just go off. Uh, and then the con, they might be the next, the content down Google here, and then right it just there. at the end it just says, "Hey, put it all inside that website block," and that's it. So again, not I'm not trying to say this is the perfect code or whatever, but just this is the the concept of HTML, and then you can put in your style sheets, your JavaScript, whatever. Put those as ordinals. Go back to your smart contract, load them in the in the order, and you can there's that order field, so you can determine where you want to put things in order, and then ta-da, website, and it's all running off a single. DNS and there is addresses on Bitcoin Layer too, so you know you have your .es now, you have your yes. .btcs, and um, so you can but you, you know, could literally even buy, host, you know like, a lot of people are sliding around these like again these or.io like where you can full screen the the um, Satoshi ordinal um, and i think that's a great look at where these things are going to go i think we go further where there's like a browser that just lets you just do these things um to where you don't have to use like or.io or whatever but the work that they're doing is the foundation for those things right um and so by doing that though you could actually take a normal .com that you buy from google don't buy from GoDaddy, um, but you could buy a .com and point that even to your ordinal website to make it easier for like web2 people and people would not even know the difference so like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the decentralized domain names that we use. Definitely can, but you could even use the Web 2 thing that points to the Web 3 thing, and then nobody would know that nobody would know anything else. But you could sell it as a Web 3 thing. Sure. Like, if you want, like, if you wanted to sell, like, you know, uh, fishes.btc yeah. or whatever, right? You could set, like, you could encapsulate the Satoshi under that, or it would be dot sat, I think, whatever, sure, whichever you one could totally you do used. that. Um, but I'm saying like, even if like you're, you're a coffee company or, or what have you, uh, you could build your website completely now on this, save a bunch of hosting cost, and just route your .com to the, your Satoshi or the, the ordinal viewer. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And then, and then your, your customers wouldn't even And know. in the future, this just exactly like, we'll get to a point where this just feels like, oh, I'm just going to like, you know, to Google typing in a website address and it pulls it up, reads the file and we're good to go. And it mimics also like Namecheap GoDaddy where you want to go sell your domain and you can go do that. But we're, we're so early, we're looking at the code side of things and connecting the, the dots and endpoints together yeah. here. Yeah. So again, works today, well, but it, it uses some shortcuts of uh, using some some nice tools that people have, have built for us that are technically not unstoppable. Um, but I, I give it a, the way things are going, give it a week. Uh, and, and I'm sure today, if you if you wanted to tinker, you could start to pull that uh, on chain data yourself. I just think someone's going to make a library to make it a lot easier. So I know that it is a little off base and probably not exactly what we're talking about here. But like, I know a lot of big, early Bitcoin adopters were against like ordinals overall. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to be against this as well. I think they already kind of have been, you know, because it's kind of that a lot of them feel like Bitcoin should be um, kind of just focused on being a store of value. Um, I don't know. Have you have you heard? I mean, or, this is I guess, be surprising, heard, but there's a lot care? of on the Internet. There's a lot of opinions I've come to find out. Like, it's like they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, sure. I, I don't like I could see an argument of like, hey, these are this is my Bitcoin. They're precious to me. Don't graffiti on everything because like that, that I was. At first, when I saw ordinals, I was like, eh, you're, just, you're basically like writing on every dollar, right? Like the, the people that draw on dollars. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, that's, I guess it's cool. But I, I didn't see why it was technically better than 
the Ethereum ones, uh, other than being completely on chain. And I do think that that there is some merit yeah. there. Um, but then once we got to it, it's like, it's not just images, it's whatever, like, and this could go further where, you know, you could have uh, a thousand Satoshis with pieces of like um, an independent movie that now you build some kind of a playlist thing that pulls those and, and loads them like they're a torrent file, right? Like where you're, you're pulling all the little Satoshis and stitching them together real time. And now it's a file, sh- like it's a movie. It's a way that we've got a movie on there forever. Um, I, I think all these things are going to start to happen. And it, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, you read the books like 1984 where it's like, burn all the books. It's like, well, if it's on, on chain and it's there forever, then anybody in the future could just reference that book and, mm-hmm. and read it, you know? And I, I think that's cool. I, too. I don't think it hurts yeah, anything. That. That's, that's a great point, I don't think man. It devalues, like, storing... I like the whole store value argument, I don't think it devalues the store value because it can also do other things. Mm-hmm. It can be both, I think. Um, and I don't think one harms the other. Unless you're looking at like, hey, now suddenly more people are using Bitcoin and the fee, like the the the, the transaction stuff is, is, is becoming an issue. Um, but if you want your thing to be a store of value, I think people should want to use it. And so this is giving, it's that devil. Yeah. You can't be like, no, this is my money. I'm going to hoard it. And I've I'm never going to, but now the fees are high. Uh, yeah. So. I've seen the joke of like, you want people, you want like mass adoption. You want people to use your chain, but like when people like start using it, yeah. you like freak out. Cause like, Oh gosh, so many people are using it. The fees yeah, are up. It's, it's kind of the early days of then, like the phones it, even, right? Like that we went from like normal phones to like party lines to like all these I, I party lines I've heard of. I'm, I'm not trying to date myself with all that, but like it's the early stuff. Right. And, and I think that we're so used to instant gratification yeah. and things happening. Like just like, it should just happen. It should just be like magic and all, cause we see like smartphones and all these things that make it so easy. Um, but it's a ton of work to get yeah. there. And so we're in the, the decentralized ton of work. We're not a big corporation that has funds to like pay people 24 seven to, to, to work on these things. So it's, it's a home, it's a grassroots thing. And you're starting to see businesses see where they can, they can support like self-sustain and, and build things. Um, and yeah, so it, it, we're just getting started as far as our this is an, a very interesting uh, kind of thing. I'm not saying like my idea is super interesting. I'm saying like ordinals in general are super interesting. And I, I hope that someone takes this concept and takes it even further because it's only going to benefit everybody. Sorry for cutting you off. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And like, like you said, the fee thing, that could be, I don't know, people that mm-hmm. like lightning, maybe it gives them a actual reason to use lightning. <laughs> at some point like that th- that lightning network has been a thing for years and it just hasn't really taken off like it it people thought it would but maybe that gives them more reason to be like hey we're still here and building um so maybe we could see some other use cases on bitcoin and other developers uh you know kind of rise up if you will and have a little bit more um you know room to grow and things like that so that could be another interesting topic there for those of you guys that don't know what lightning is it's just like a underneath bitcoin layer type of scenario where you're just sending bitcoin back and forth and then eventually it'll finalize on the bitcoin like top layer essentially kind of like it's kind of like a layer two in a sense um well in my case you're just sending bitcoin not back and forth but just back because the last time i used lightning i sent kyle some bitcoin and i never saw that bitcoin again well, it has a there's like the settlement layers are different than the the normal Bitcoin that you send back and forth. The Lightning is kind of like digital IOUs. It's it's similar to like layer two. No, I'm just saying, I mean, last time last time I sent you Bitcoin over Lightning, I never saw that again. Oh yeah, it was like two dollars. I think it doesn't matter actually, how much it was. You know, it just just if you send Kyle back don't Bitcoin, don't expect to see it again. It's not a fun bitch. Yeah, that, I don't. Well, 
Yeah, uh, I was going to say like <laughs> lightning, I think there's, there's a learning curve and that's gotten way easier. Like I've seen a ton of like the graphical interfaces back yeah. in the day. It was like, wait, what? Okay. I'm just going to put like to, to what you're describing. Like I'm going to put this Bitcoin in a hole and oh, no magic happened. So I guess I lost the, the lottery. Uh, it doesn't actually work that way. And so if you're interested, I think people should, should look into it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. It's easy to, have to run a node too, like a little yeah, raspberry yeah, there's pie. Tons of, so again, I think this is like, to what we said earlier about like this feels like going back when you you've seen like ethereum like smart contracts and nfts were there like it, it, all the action was kind of happening on ethereum and then coming over to bitcoin and you're like wait what this seems archaic i have to run a terminal like application on my machine to do this uh this doesn't feel safe i feel like i'm gonna screw up but in a way that was like early days ethereum was similar right so like i think just now we're seeing this swing back and, and i think the magic's when the two go work together it, it, you can create unstoppable websites but unstoppable businesses and it's just going to get really interesting i think um and then especially when it's not just this is like one smart contract to just basically feed like the, the database of your of how your website would work uh, it's a very low example but i think it's still very powerful but it's going to get really crazy when it's like this dap and this dap all converge on this one satoshi or it's one satoshi that's running like uh, a directory of other apps and like it's going to get wild, I think, very quickly. Yeah, I want to I want to highlight too what Kyle said earlier. Like, I, I've heard this before. I just forgot about it. But like the like historical value of being able to put things on Satoshi's, I feel like is underrated. You know, like because like history has had a habit of burning books or deleting elements of history or muting voices that would have made history. Um, so to have that permanence to it of pe people being able to document what they're going through or what they're seeing or their experience or whatever it is uh, on big on, on ordinals like that's significant that's i feel like we've never had something equal to that before because pretty much anything either you weren't able to have your voice heard or if you were it could easily be destroyed on however you recorded it or i, I don't know so I'm interested to see how it unfolds because obviously like bad actors are going to do bad things. And I hate that. Um, and I do think I, I've heard from people much smarter than me that there are ways working with the miners and like AI filtration, like to have these like agreed upon crimes against humanity to be censored in the best way possible. So in my mind, I, I don't know how correct this is, is like, if that's the case, then it's pretty much going to try to do the same job that the internet tried to do which is like technically that stuff is still there. Um, but like everyone tries to do their best to like not have it there, you know, like people still do awful things over the internet and we try our best to filter it, but it, it still does exist. So I, I don't think like this um, newfound like uh, decentralization aspect is going to be incorrect. I mean, give me your opinion on this. Like, I don't feel like it's going to be that much dramatically different because that those awful crimes against humanity are still available on the internet it's like we're trying constantly to filter them but it's like they always yeah. pop up you know you can't just like stop a organization or whatever that's lives across like multiple like you know that's not all in one spot i, I don't know what's your yeah. opinion on that because I, I mean and that's it feels uncomfortable to talk about but like i want to talk about it because like that is something like that like i mean like i do care about morality and ethics um and and stuff like that so like it's something that is important yeah, i think it's to gonna me. come down to dis like discoverability right like <clears throat> somebody like th there's a million people in a room talking all at once like somebody says something like shitty it still happens 
but like there's so much noise how many people are going to pay attention um i could see directory like very, this is gonna sound weird but like this is like a dark web right it's you have to know that full satoshi or that full ordinal address to be able to view the thing and so i think you'll start to see directories come up with like here's the email here's like a, a text editor that you can use for free that's decentralized this all of these things are going to start to crop, crop up and like a, a directory that's for the common good will hoist those things up to where they get more use and they get one other uh you could see that the, somebody do something shitty and then have a directory of that that might exist but if, if you can just like not showcase that and elevate that it's going to exist, but who who's they're, they're not going to see it, right? Like I think that that's unless you go looking for that kind of thing, like that that's the hope it would be like yes. Which I I guess would it be fair to say that like that's almost the same way it is the, right I now. I think the, the difference is how it. Okay. So I I got a couple arguments. Yeah, so I got a couple arguments against that though, because like with Web two, you still could have a bad actor like you know go off and hire people to. Um, take your website down, DDoS you, to hack you, to do all these things with web, you know, with what we're talking about, it's much more harder to do that. Like you can't just, let's go 51% attack Bitcoin and try to, you know, like do all these things. It becomes much more difficult. And you're already seeing that in the blockchain space. Um, people are already using Filecoin, for example, to document this stuff. They're actually already documenting war crimes. So they're using the, you know, uh, IPFS system to store some of these images and what's going on in the wider world already. And it's, it is decentralized and there might be some, like, you could still kind of maybe look into how you could attack that, but it's still much more safer than just storing it on like just some random server, you know, that could be blown up. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to is the, um, in the web two arena, if someone posts something crappy, there's a legal system that can subpoena servers and whatnot. And like, it's cat and mouse at that point in a way. Um, whereas this, like, there's no one to go, like, let me talk to Bitcoin's manager. Like there's no, there's no one to, t to talk to. Right. So like in that sense, that's where it comes into like unstoppable. Um, and I think it will be used for, for bad, unfortunately, like some people will use this for, for bad, but I hope that more people use it for good. And the things that are bad just kind of are, are a dark little pocket that, you know, it's going to be there, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't like open up all the light options that the people are going to use this for to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, run a, run a website that that's sharing a passion for, for somebody's stuff that somebody might bully it and DDoS it or whatever the case may be, uh, or starting a business or starting a, a like a social network or all kinds of things that, that could be good social network, maybe gray, but I mean like a positive, so like whatever anyway, but just, I think this could be used. I mean, yeah, that's crazy to think about too. Like there could be an entire social media within I mean, a satoshi yeah, tick tiktok they want to ban it maybe it moves to Sato it moves to this satoshi it's an ordinal now <laughs> have fun government um so yeah i just i don't know I, I think that this is not this very much like ai uh is not something that's just you can put back in the box i think people are going to keep tinkering and keep exploring and the use cases that make sense and have value will rise you're going to see a lot of people that a small story like it was i was younger and it was like uh, New Year's Eve. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we get, this is an opportunity. We can be the first people to do everything. We're the first kids to jump on a trampoline. We're the first ones to drink a whole gallon of milk. That that didn't go well. Um, but like all these, we're the first, we're the first. And so I, I think right now there's going to be a lot of noise of like, I'm the first to do this in an oral. I'm the first to do that. Like, cool. Good job. But, but there are always going to be then the ones that separate from that. of like, I'm the, like, it's not about the first. It's the, this is the first step. 
to getting to something really cool. And so like, there's going to be a lot of value that comes. There's also going to be a lot of like, yeah. I'm the first person to post a picture of this, or I'm the first person to do like, so th there's going to be this kind of divide and the, we need the, the first kind of like being loud to bring attention to it, to get, to pull more people in, but it's the first things of value that I would, that I would pay attention to. Yeah. Like good. it's like, you know, Amazon wasn't the first website, but they bring a lot of value now to, to, yeah. to at least, you know, uh, you know, society in terms of delivering packages very quickly and solving some logistic problems. So, um, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I, I was going to say ordinals did that. Like the first like 10,000 ordinals, like 95, 99% of them were trash. Like they're awful. Like it was literally just like people inscribing already pre-made collections, you know, or they were inscribing like num like random numbers or random whatever, but the narrative behind like, oh, well, this is the first 10,000 inscriptions gave it value. I don't have the floor price pulled up right now, but I, I mean, it's already like somewhat like the, the floor price is somewhat valuable compared to the inscription fees. I've never been sold on that narrative, even though the people tend to sell that narrative because ENS has did the same thing. Like ENS numbers, uh, like if you had like one 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 dot eth or whatever well, it didn't have to be a special number it could be like 248 uh dot eth um that was that was valuable so like if you had a three digit number ens like that was worth like a couple eth at one point and then then it was four digit ens and then it was five digit ens you know these numbers um, I, I know i know that that ideology from somewhere some kind of app yeah i mean yeah, i see that play out on, a, on an app that i know <laughs> what is it it's Vivi. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, with the Vivi, like, I, I get it a little bit. Okay, first off, I'll, I've always been clear about it. Like, I've I've even, on Vivi, never been big on, like, the first appearance on the blockchain as much. But I do get, I, I would understand the narrative a little bit more because it's more from, like, collecting. So I get it because coming from that, like, collector's experience, like, the first, the, the first appearances do matter from a collecting standpoint. So if it's going to be a collector's app and like you're viewing it from collecting, like I do see, I understand the narrative going back to what I just said about everything else. It's still not really my narrative personally, just because like, it's just not, I, I don't know. It doesn't like make sense in my, it, it makes sense, but it's just not yeah. me, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like I go for, you know, uh, like you said, like Amazon's like experience or whatever. Like, I don't even know who the first, what Amazon was like, and that's not something I care about, but I guess in like collecting, like if you're, if you have this, this is like, I guess like a first gen pudgy penguin uh, collector's item. But so like, I guess like 10 years from now, if we're on like uh, gen gen 10 of this, then I could see how it'd be cool. Like, man, I kind of want that gen one, you know? Um, and then this is the gen one. You you know? I, I, I see how that is. Valuable. Um, <laughs> but you open uh, what? It, so it's, it's, yeah, no, it's worth it. nothing. Now. Get it now, uh, bro. Well, that's the thing. Like, like, that's like the thing. I'm not, I'm not like, going against the narrative i'm just like i i play with my stuff like i, I don't know like i, I i've always that's, been one to that's open why box. the gen ones get i've been get, one to open boxes you know, and advice. play with cards like i actually played pokemon cards i didn't just collect them so like i'm just just yeah. built different i'm, I'm in the same campus you. i think i'm a weird collector and I'm, i don't speak for for everybody like my <laughs> all my arts i have a whole shelf over here of like just art figures and stuff like that from from friends and people that I've, I've kind of just gotten to know along this journey and i open all of them because i want to display them i want to to interact with them and i think that's one thing that the vv stuff does have it's like you can stay mint and you can play with it right and i think that's even yeah, that's other true. other like 
competitive, like other, other companies are doing similar where you can either open them or not open them. But like, there's still like the fun if you, if you open it and it's still mint, like I can sell that and no one's getting damaged goods or like a, a scuffed shoe or whatever. Um, but back to like the, the short, like number dot, dot ETF, uh, like those, those DNS or ENS uh, names. I think those short things are similar to short websites, right? Like a two digit website or a two character or three character website. Like, I think that's where the value comes from. I think it's less about the number itself, yeah. but you could actually take a short number and make that a persona, right? I can be like, I'm one, I'm 180 daddies. Like that's my, th- like, those are, those are things that I, yeah. where I think the value comes from. Um, but much like, like first, first FA house, right? Like there's a chance that those houses are not standing anymore or not as good. Like, sure. Some of them are, are, are historical, things that have been restored and kept good and all that. But a lot of them are, are rubble, right? Because they just didn't stand up. So like, it, it's an interesting thing sometimes of like the first um, verse, like, I don't know, even like a FA, like Hulk, right? And I'm not super into Marvel. So I'm just using this as an example, not shitting on anyone's collection. Um, but like if the FA Hulk is cool and everyone loves it, then that's what it is. But if me as a, as a again, a weird collector, if there's a Hulk that's coming out where he's like punching through a tank, and it's just badass looking like guess which one i'm probably gonna buy like i, I want the cool yeah. over the fa but but i also understand like you were saying like i understand the fa and i understand the significance and there's a lot of fa's that i, I do want um because I, I do think like it's the story behind it it's this it's that um but but at the same time like if there's like four of the thing i'm gonna pick the coolest one and then maybe as a secondary maybe the fa right so i think there's value and i, but I just think it depends on the person um i don't know how we got into it like that's what i okay. meant by the way by what i was saying earlier i probably just didn't say it in a great way and i will probably get canceled for what i'm about to say by the vv community if they they made it to this 52 minute mark and and past everything else but like that's why originally like even with like the golden moments i in my head it's always like that iron man gold moment is cool but i would much rather like an iron man that like looked like Iron Man and like maybe could like look at slowly hovers in place or, like, or something like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah hovers or like it's it's chest glow like personally as like the collector I am, I, I would if if they're side by side in the same price, I would buy that one and I don't care which one was first. But again, I understand the narrative of like, okay, well this one was the first, so that's why I'm applying value to that one. But that's what I meant earlier. Like to me, it's just like what I I like more is probably what I'd be more likely to buy. But all that being said, like going back to the little penguin analogy, I I do think if I like, I really loved an IP and like I was like buying like the other generations of that IP, I I am the type of person that would want to maybe complete the set and get that first gen as well. So I totally see why maybe maybe it's like, well, dang, like I, I do have to pay a premium for that gen one because there's just less people willing to sell it now yeah. or, or whatever. Like I, I could definitely yeah, see I just that. Think the, the thing that I've gotten, cause I, I wouldn't have called myself a collector like four years ago. Right. Like I always had like collections of toys and all that stuff, but like it was more for like, these are toys and I like to have fun and I want to have all the characters cause I want to have huge battles or whatever the case may be. Um, but mm. I, I've gotten to know that there's like not, a collector does not take one form. Right. Like everyone comes in and has a different approach. Some people might, would run right to the FAs because they care about the historical significance and it's limited. And they're the only, like you were saying, like you might have to pay a premium later if you change your mind that you're not going out. So I could see the justification for the FAs. I could also see the people saying like, that's out of my price range of what I feel is value is worth. Over here, I can get this cool thing for half the price or whatever the case be. And, and I think it's the blend of all of it, um, being able to, to, to thrive and have something for everyone that, that draws me to things like BB. Um, but yeah. 
This was all uh, sponsored by VB. No, I, mean, I, I have no full circle to VB. I came here for ordinal website, like unstoppable websites. So, do you? So before we close out, because uh, I know I think Chris is like about to like cancel us. Uh, yeah, he's in trying about to get us a minute, to say that something's um, alive or dead, and I don't, I'm not going to play that game. What <laughs> do, do we, uh, or Brock? What do you have a specific like ordinal collection you like, or are you just kind of just in if the I'm, mode of really not so much, just just innovation? Yeah, type, I think type uh, like, of if I'm being honest, like at first I was like, eh, like so, so I had some art friends reach out to me and they're like, "Is this cool? Like, what do you think of this?" And I'm like, "I'm not. It does nothing for me to just if it's just digital artifacts and it's just a reframing of NFTs. I get it, but I'm not excited by it. And then seeing this thing, I'm like, oh." It's 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 this, and I had a conversation with uh, a buddy of mine, Brian Morris, who's an artist. He's like this. He wanted me to explain this to him because he wanted. He's like, I want to make like his whole thing. And sorry, if I'm, sorry, Brian. Uh, he wants to make like art that's like closer and closer to being alive, where when you look at it, it grows and it changes and it's self-sustained. On like, and this is an idea that he had like two years ago when we were talking, mm-hmm. and and this now is like very very close to what he had envisioned, where it's the self-contained living organism of art. And I think that this gets this gets almost there. Um, and so I think it's very exciting for that realm of the art and this. And so like, as much as like, I love this, this industry of like the, but it's the just JPEGs, sometimes a, a pixelated cat doesn't do as much for me as, and I, I'm not even saying like, it needs like Unreal Vision 5 graphics. Like it's not a graphical thing, but it's like a flat this thing, or it's this living creature over here that does something. And I, I, I know that's what, what I did with Fish is like, they, they look silly purposely but they move around and then they can and soon enough they'll be able to be customizable with hats and all these other things like that to me is cool and, and exciting and fun uh and again not trying to poo-poo when he's anybody's collection but i just i think it's very very early and and i think some there'll be some things that are flat images that have huge significance because the art is just breathtaking or whatever um but i also think there's going to be some things where it's that marriage of creativity and technology together to create this thing that just has never existed before. That's what what excites me. Yeah. Are you going to be mad if I'm the, if I'm the first to uh, tele teleburn a fish to no, an ordinal? <laughs> you got to uh, yeah, teleburning is a whole different like <laughs> yeah. learning Ethereum NFTs and inscribing uh, Bitcoin ordinal. Um, my dad did it with an ape like way before it was like acceptable. Like it, when I say acceptable like Basically, a majority of the people like didn't care about ordinals, and like, it was still really early. And somebody teleburned an ape, like a very expensive ape, and it was like it was crazy. But they were like super rich, like they didn't care at all. I think he literally his, his yeah. You guys was, told him no that that was not an official. It's no longer an official uh, Yuga Labs. NFT he basically well. said he felt <laughs> he uh, he said it felt like putting a Lamborghini in a uh, that thing that like smashes. Cars, it got him a lot of eyes especially if he doesn't care about like dave as much as this. so yeah. I, I could see but some people there's always going to be something something that does something like wacky that doesn't maybe make sense to everybody um but but also like there's a chance that like that actually ends up playing playing off of like now that's a moment in, in crypto history and all kinds of other things yeah i mean totally well, I, like, too, I think yeah. the idea of teleburn too was to encourage uh ethereum nft or developers to kind of look at at bitcoin as an option just to do things over there too so i think they kind of accomplished that a little bit you know maybe it didn't get as you know in the wider ecosystem but i think it did turn a yeah. turn some heads there chris what were you gonna say 
Oh, I mean, like, it, it's already, like, in his favor, I feel like, now that, like, ordinals are a lot wider accepted, like, at least in their little bubble, much less, like, if this were to get even, like, a bigger scale, um, because, like, he, he went on a limb and did that. And on top of that, like, let's say, like, in the future, like, uh, ordinals and everything we're talking about is still very relevant. I feel like that story is always is going to be permanent. Like, somebody might even inscribe that story of, like, Remember that guy who like burned a board ape? All right, let's let's like ignore the fact that it was a board ape. Remember that guy that burned like over a six figure asset, uh, like right mm-hmm. when Ordals became a thing. Like, I mean, that's like a funny story, or that like to like the average person that like could be like more permanent than money. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like like I don't know. It's just he just basically engraved his name on history by by doing that, or like could have potentially yeah, done that. I, I, the flip side though, I think, is like a founder of a project. Like if you did like Teleburn, whether it's a fiche or or anything else, like me as the the runner of a project, like I can no longer use the mechanisms that I've built out to continue to airdrop you things or to do so. Like there's a dis, mm-hmm. you're almost kind of like taking something that that has a lot of utility if if it does, uh, and and going, hey, cool, like snapping a skateboard in half. Like I can't give you the rest of the stuff that I hope to give everybody that holds something because you're on this sure. different network that I'm not set up to to support, and, and so. Yeah. It's pretty early. Eventually, though, there might be where it's like, it doesn't matter, like, even with me, like, it doesn't matter if you're on Polygon or Ethereum or IMX or any of these other things, because I've built those rails to, to, to handle that. And, and eventually, I might do something with, with Ordinals, with, with Fish or, or something else, maybe that now those those greater ecosystems can combine. And now you're good, but you're doing it early. So so like, uh, just just know that you like the risk. And, and I think with the ape, it's, it's a little bit different. But if if you go drops another bunch of stuff, like, they're not going to see that ape as part of the collection anymore. And so they're going to miss out kind of thing. So be careful before you light your stuff on fire is what I'm saying. Yeah. Be careful before yeah. you burn your stuff. That's um, not recommended, but yeah, we're, we're up on the hour mark. Uh, Brock, thank you so much, man. This has yeah, been a great conversation. We're going to have to do it again on the DJ and dads podcast. Uh, if you guys are watching, be sure to be subscribed to both Kyle and I for the DJ and dads podcast. We switch channels every week. Uh, next week it's going to be on Kyle's. Uh, we do have a Twitter uh, as well. And sometimes we broadcast the broadcast this to Twitter spaces, but I wanted to play it safe today with Brock and with this really intense conversation that, I mean, could be a lot more relevant. You know, I feel like a lot of people are going to be watching it right now, just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. But if everything plays out, like, this is going to be very relevant. Remember what happened when we covered we covered ordinals early on? And yeah, yeah. Nobody like, said anything, and a couple couple weeks, months went by, and then it blew up. <laughs> yeah, and this could be that. You know, and this isn't really like a you know some of the things that we talk about. Like, sure, could have like some type of like underlying like financial opportunities if you want to say or whatever like for being early this is more just like a very revolutionary thought of like what could happen with this and how it could change the world honestly so at the very beginning of this introduction like i kind of i kind of said that even like on a more dialed down scale but like i really meant it like this is pretty revolutionary and like i I stick with that so thanks brock for for sharing with us today coming up with the idea and kyle for thank you for existing bro and you know being able to <laughs> inscribe i'm gonna i'm gonna create a file an ai file of myself i'm gonna clone my ai self and then inscribe that to a satoshi so it'll always exist <laughs>